0: The WFNZ. We're live at the Westin for ACC kickoff. Well, you got to hear like 95% of that interview with Jeremy Michaels talking about the new schedule for the ACC network. Also got a Jeff Capel question in there. Like, hey, how do you like somebody clowning your programming? Didn't love it. Had the meeting good stuff we'll put that on the website wfnz.com all you have to do is click on the podcast tab wes and walker gonna be very easy to find we'll have all that stuff up for you a little bit later on in the show gonna try my best wes bryant impression right now by taking us to the campus kona all right we have the media he does that every time too all right Let's go into the sound bites. Here we go from Jim Phillips. He spoke yesterday at ACC kickoff, discussing the situation at Northwestern after I thought maybe he might not even talk on it whatsoever. He did give you a couple of comments on uh, a couple of his comments on the situation that took place earlier
2: um, in the month. As you are aware, I released a statement last week. This is a very difficult time for the Northwestern community. And my heart goes out to any person who carries the burden of mistreatment or who has been harmed in any way. During my 30-year career in college athletics, my highest priority has always been the health and safety of all student athletes. As you know, with this matter in litigation, I'm unable to share anything more at this time.
0: So I didn't expect to hear much from Jim Phillips on that front anyway. That's about what I expected from him. And there was some more news coming out of Northwestern. The athletic teams will begin participating in mandatory in-person anti-hazing seminars conducted by outside groups, beginning with the football team, of course, as athletic director Derek Gragg said, and he is committed toward making sure that nothing like this ever happens again. And so now, unfortunate as it is, it's extremely unfortunate, you're hoping that the other leagues will capitalize, and making sure they don't have any situation like this happen for them to then say, we won't have anything else happen like this. Hopefully now you understand the example, and Jim Phillips can get off running to this with making sure it does not happen whatsoever within the ACC regular season, this upcoming season, and beyond. Let's go to some more Jim Phillips audio. Next soundbite I wanted to play is Jim Phillips talking about how the league is indeed healthy, and the unequal revenue distribution is a plan that they're working out right now
2: the league is healthy it, it just is and certainly there's rumblings again we all saw what happened in the springtime but the group has come together in a way uh... to me that demonstrates they want to work together to find solutions we've worked with Fishbait on our eight-point plan generating new additional revenue the espn partnership Is really strong and ESPN and the ACC are completely motivated together to generate additional dollars. You see that the conference presidents and chancellors have initiated the success initiative and success incentive initiative which is going to distribute dollars in a disproportionate way. We've never gone down that road before in the ACC and I'm not sure many conferences have. And so revenue generation continues to be a priority. Fiddy, I'm gonna kick this one back to you. So are you convinced
0: by Jim Phillips when he says the ACC is healthy and then gives you evidence by saying it just is? Is that a convincing argument for you that the ACC is indeed healthy?
3: Yeah, um, that's. I mean, that's the best way of saying yeah, we're not a healthy league. But I'm going to tell you that we're healthy, and this is this is the problem that I think we have with 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 the commissioner is that he he never really seems confident in what he's trying to sell us because everybody will tell you, hey, this league eight, this league is not in the in the best standing spot, and the best evidence is that is that when you add the was it the magnificent 7 or whatever they were calling themselves back That's in right. you know late may early june talking about another way to get out of the conference. So until that stops happening, until the Carolina, the Clemsons, the Florida States are actively trying to leave the ACC, Jim Phillips can try all he wants. He can't convince me that this league is healthy.
0: All right, let's go to more Jim Phillips sound. Here he is talking about how we should expect to see more high-profile out-of-conference matchups because of the bigger margin of error.
2: With expanded playoff, I think you're going to see more of those kinds of games because you can you can suffer a loss, and maybe even two, and still get into a 12-team playoff. So, you know, the, the the unique thing about scheduling is it, it's done individually. So the conference office doesn't have a lot of um, influence on it. You know, we can uh, we've tried to set up some games like we did in Ireland, which will be great. That's a conference game. But uh, I commend our schools that are playing difficult non-conference games. And what I'd like to see in the selection moving forward is there being, you know, more emphasis on the games that you are playing, right? And what's the totality? What's the resume look across a 12-game schedule? Not just what you've done in your own conference, but who have you played in the non-conference schedule? So look forward to those games and many more that you've described.
0: So with this non-conference schedule, maybe you're seeing bigger, high-profile matchups between teams because of the bigger margin of error. To me, that reveals, even though I understand what's going on, it feels like you're scheduling scared at least in the previous years because you don't want to suffer a loss and then if you do lose then you just think you're not going to have any shot to get to the college football playoff. I understand that being the goal for the top teams in all of these conferences but that does lead to scared scheduling which is an awful thing. Now what's great is that North Carolina is going to open up their season against a South Carolina squad that had a very nice year last year and you can only expect great things going forward under head coach Shane Beamer. Now the thing is Mac Brown is also talking about how he doesn't love the schedule. He's had so many different complaints. Fiddy, we'll throw it back to you. What do you think of Jim Phillips' comments there about the high-profile matchups that we could see out of uh, out of conference?
3: Yeah, this is actually something that he said that isn't wrong or, or, or he isn't lying about. I do think you'll see teams be more willing to play in these high-profile matchups in the non-conference portion of their season, and I think the sport needs that. Remember, like five, six, seven years ago, it felt like every Every start of the season, the first two to three weeks, you had mammoth matchups all the way across the board. The playoff kind of dwindled that because now teams are like, well, we got to play nine conference games. We're not going to go play. Oregon. Or we're not going to go play in Notre Dame or whoever. Expanded playoff, I think you'll see that because even if you lose, if you go 10-1, and 11-2 or whatever, you're still going to be rewarded with a playoff spot at the end of the regular season.
0: Yeah, I agree and hopefully that will come to fruition and Jim Phillips is right about that comment, seeing high profile games, because that's exactly what everybody wants as a consumer of college football. Let's go to the last sound bite, talking about the CW 50 where Jim Phillips discusses a new relationship. Here he is talking about what used to be the WB, now the ACC going to be airing on the CW.
2: We've had a great relationship with our TV partners. Um, you know, Raycom has been a wonderful partner of the CC, uh, the ACC forever and they were incredibly helpful along with ESPN in getting the CW and I think all of you understand distribution and eyeballs and and being able to be visible in all of the regions that our schools are but across the country and that was one of the things when I came almost well two and a half years ago um, the frustrations that we had about I can't find my team I can't find some of the games and so Raycom will produce the games and they'll be distributed on the CW and CW is getting into sports etc and all the you know they have live golf and that that's getting a lot of attention for different reasons but we are really excited about that
0: So we get to see the CW secure the rights to 50 ACC games beginning September 9th with Pitt's football game against Cincinnati 13 ACC football games will air Saturdays on the CW. They'll broadcast 28 ACC men's and women's basketball games through December, January, and February. And the ACC will have men's basketball doubleheaders on the CW every Saturday, women's basketball doubleheaders on Sunday afternoons. Are you going to be tuning in to the CW a lot? And how good of a relationship do you think this can be? How uh, how beneficial of a relationship do you think this will be for the ACC, Fiddy?
3: I just want to know is that, you know, when, when Louisville and Boston College are playing a four hour marathon on Saturday, is the game going to be cut in for a rerun of Smallville or Supernatural like it's happened with Live Golf? Because if not, then I'm going to be pretty happy. I. I guess I don't hate it because Raycom is going to be back in the fold. They're going to be producing the games and stuff like that. And I guess because it's on cable, it's going to be easier for for much people or for a lot more people to find where the games are and everything. But, you know, if, if your TV relationships were so great with ESPN and you were making the money you were supposed to make off the ACC network, would you really be partnering with the CW? I think that answer is no
0: yeah and and that might be true the thing for me where i think people are probably taking this and running with it criticizing it a little too much you're going to be able to watch a ton of games and i do think that it's all about having as much exposure even if it's not with one of these big time tv you know one of these big time tv outlets it's not going to be like true tv when everybody is tweeting hey true TV, you know, or we're going to have to watch this. Why do you, I can't even find this channel once March Madness rolls around. You're good. This is going to be in your stream of consciousness. Instead of once every year, like it is with March Madness, CW will be in the stream of consciousness for an entire football season. So I think that alone will bring the relevance. And as long as you can easily find it, then I don't have any problem with it. But to answer your first question, I just want to know, are they going to have some version of Clawson's Creek when Wake Forest plays football on the CW? That's my question that I have to all of the listeners out there. Smoke, don't give me that eyebrow raise. It's a great joke. 704-570-9610. Feel free to text in, share your thoughts and comments. I did want to continue talking college football as we end the Campus Corner for now. So we heard from Josh Graham discussing some of his expectations for not only miami football saying that he thinks they're actually going to get to the acc championship game but we were also talking about north carolina and how it's clearly going to come down to the defense Fitted, do you agree with that do you think the offense can hold up enough in order for the defense to you know, finally come through, hold their end uh, of the bargain, and figure out if we can uh, actually see North Carolina back in the ACC championship, competing and actually winning it.
3: Yeah, I mean it's going to be hard pressed for me to say that right now because I haven't seen them. I I, I think, and you know, if you want to give Flounder some more airtime, he can attest to that. the The issue with Carolina defensively is is that there is talent there. And the reason why we all bought in when Mac Brown hired Gene Chizik was he did wonders with Carolina's defense in 2015 that doesn't have half the talent that they have right now. And last year, it got even worse after you fired Jay Bateman, who was a terrible defensive coordinator and everything. If they can get better up front, you've got arguably one of, if not the best, linebacking duos in the ACC and among one of the better ones in all of college football. If you let those guys be able to get to the ball and make plays, I think you can see then take a massive step forward because I think if Carolina is top 65, top 70 in the country defensively, if Drake May rebounds from his four games that that, that to end his as a redshirt freshman season a year ago, I think Carolina will at least be in a position when they finish their regular season slate playing, you know, Clemson and NC State and those guys with a chance to get back to the ACC title game and that's all you can really ask
0: for. Well, and the question for me too, it's is Drake May good enough to carry this team like he was last year honestly but you did have somebody like Josh Downs that was one of the better wide receivers in all of college football and we've seen some of that talent especially a couple of years ago when you had someone like Sam Howell who was also a great college quarterback where you had a running back tandem that was Javante Williams and Michael Carter absolutely amazing and so we know that you have Drake May there I think he can carry that offensive squad despite maybe not having as much talent but Flounder I'll bring it to you what do you think of the wide receiver group that you have this year, coming into this season? Is it as strong as they've had in the past? Are we sleeping on that unit? What say you?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say as strong as we've had in the past. I, I am very encouraged by the group that is there. Um, you know, I, I like Devontez Walker as a transfer. Um, he did some really good things. People say, well, he's coming from Kansas State, so how good can he really be? Well, he shined against both Washington and more so against Georgia. So th- this dude's this dude is definitely a perfect fit for what Carolina needs. Nate McCullum did it, you know, at Georgia Tech. He's done it in the ACC before. He's a guy that last year had 655 receiving yards and six touchdowns. Uh, the 655 most since this will be a great poll for you, DeAndre Smelter back in 2014. Love it, and he's 60 catches a year ago that is the most by a georgia tech receiver since calvin johnson was on campus all right so it shows you that he's a guy that sort of ch- made them change what they did offensively now he's coming into a system that fits him better offensively and you've got the guys that are holdovers from last year like kobe Pesor who i love um gavin blackwell who's taken a step the running game i think is going to be stronger this year because there's going to be to me there, there's going to be a knowledge of what you've got you know, last year when they went to Elijah Green, we didn't really know what Elijah Green was. Omari and Hampton started the first game of the year. He was a true freshman. So now you're going to have both of those guys leading your unit. Now they got to figure out what the rotation is going to be there. But if they can figure that out, Deems May, who was on with us, works you know for the uh, Tar Heel Radio Network. He said that the offensive line they're doing some different things. This this, this offense is still going to be good, and you've got a guy. Look, man. Sam Howell, I love Sam Howell, man. That was my dude. I followed him since he was a freshman in high school when I used to cover him for the newspaper I worked for. So there was clearly with him, that was my guy. Drake May is more talented than him, man.
0: Yeah. Like, Drake May's next level. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, he's going to be – look, we had that conversation a little bit with Sam Howe, but perhaps it was far-fetched. It's not far-fetched with Drake May being the second overall pick, possibly, possibly the first overall pick, if Caleb Williams has any kind of down year. That'll do it for the campus corner.